Hello and welcome to another episode of Reptile and Chill. I'm Mike. And I'm Danny. I am the host. And for all those listeners who are listening for the first time, this podcast is available to listen to from the Reptile and Chill Facebook page, Spotify, iTunes, and most other podcasting platforms. And if you want to help support our podcast, please head on over to reptileandchill.bigcartel.com and look at our hoodies and t-shirts for sale. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello. What's up? Mike. Hi. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Maya. Hi. Uh, where, where's, where's your dad? Daddy's gone to the toilet, so we thought we should take over. Because we know more about reptiles than him. <laughs> oh dear. So you know more about reptiles than your dad does? does. Yeah. Yeah, we learn uh, we learn about them at school. Right, okay. Um, so you doing the you doing the podcast tonight then? Yeah. Who are you two talking to? Nobody. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Nothing. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you just on the headphones. Come here. Hello. Hello, Mike. Who's that? He's like, oh, horse. We're, re- we're recording on the podcast, mate. <laughs> These kids, you know, at the life, they think they know better. Bloody <laughs> hell. Uh... Have you done the intro and everything? Stop the podcast! Hello. Reptile and Chill is now sponsored by BloodBallReptiles.com. If you like sustainable frozen food and substrates for your reptiles, then please go and check them out. You need to behave. You need to control your children. Um, Do you know what? Them kids are getting involved. I can't um, I can't believe that. So for those listening, we, we me and Mike kind of talk for 10, 15, um, and normally Danny, for 10, 15 minutes before we do the podcast. Is I've that got, what you're saying? Is that what you honestly saying? Are you, let's be open and nice. We, we talk for about half an hour, well, three okay. quarters of an hour po- sometimes. Possibly. Don't and then um, <laughs> we go, right, okay, cool. Right, I'm going to start click record. So I mute their microphones and then I play the introduction track and then it's my cue to say hello. And what Mike failed to tell me, because I had his microphone on mute, that he'd gone to the toilet. Yeah, but but hang on, in my defence, I can go to the toilet and then when I come back, I can go, right, then I'm ready now, Let, you know, we'll record because you edit that bit out. Yeah, but, and, uh... but to be completely honest, your kids are on it today and I'm, I'm not editing anything, Kate. <laughs> At, uh, you know what? They'll be really pleased. Maya always says it's always Billy that gets to say on the uh, on the podcast. I never I never get to say anything. Dear, dear. So, I, I, uh, apparently, as well. Well, I won't be editing this bit out because it is absolutely genius. That Billy knows more about reptiles than you. <laughs> um, and I don't I don't doubt him for a second. No, do you know what? I probably don't either. Uh, <laughs> do you know? If I'm honest with you, I've done I've done a few talks. And uh, Billy always wants to come along. Maya actually knows more than Billy about reptiles, and she's really interested in But he's got the front, so he wants to stand up there and tell everybody about them. <laughs> Not too keen on holding them. <laughs> he's, got all, he's all mouth and no trousers, Billy is. Dear, but, oh um, dear. But, but Maya, no, she's a bit shyer, but uh, she's fantastic with the with the reptiles. Definitely. That's, uh, it's my, that's my mind, not that last. That's, uh... um, 
quite funny. We, 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 there's something was, the listeners have probably noticed. We're missing it's, a, it's we're very missing quiet. a voice. It's very quiet today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame as well because they're stuck, going to be stuck with two brummies all night well, until our guest until our guest comes it on. It could be worse. We could have two people from Norfolk. Absolutely right. So for um, those that um, are listening, uh, Danny Wells has had a very busy week moving house, and unfortunately, his internet provider haven't pulled the finger out and sorted it out, so he won't be with us this evening. And he's um, not very well either, no, is he? He's not either. I spoke to him yesterday and today, and he really does sound rough. But I think well, that's he sounds rough anyway. <laughs> No, come on, you've got to give him a little bit of credit. Um, but yeah, he did sound really, really rough. And I think that's part and parcel. You know, when you're moving, you're trying to work, move, and a lot. he's doing a lot of it by himself. We did offer to go down, didn't we, the mm-hmm. weekend and, and give him a hand. But he said, no, it's going to be done over a, over a sort of like a week period. And uh, I think it's sort of like got him down. And when you run down, you are susceptible to, to, to getting poorly. And, uh, yeah, it's hitting hard at the moment. So uh, on a positive note, though, what I realised tonight was, mate, and uh, don't take this the wrong way, but um, with Danny not being on the show, I'm going to be the best-looking presenter this week. You, you know you know what, right? You can have that just because <laughs> I am confident and beautiful. And I think you need that ego boost. I think you need that. that you know what I mean? Just the fact that you've said it means that you're obviously very self-conscious and you need to push yourself forward. I'm fine. I'll be the ugly duckling. Oh, mate. Thank you. you know I'll I mean? take that. I'll take it. Yeah, you know I mean? I just keep well, up. I'm ginger, so I've just... got stick all my life. So, well, you're uh, ginger. I've got to take it while I can. And I'm not being funny, right? But your your wife... If she catches you stealing her anti-wrinkle cream one more time, <laughs> you're dead. And not not that Sam's got wrinkles, but all women of all ages seem to use anti-wrinkle cream. They're paranoid or something. On, on a serious note, I don't use anti-wrinkle cream, but since I've grown a beard and, and, and the more masculine I look, the more feminine I've become. That My daughter <laughs> took a photo of me the other week, right? And I've got her pink princess towel wrapped around me as I got out of the shower and I was blow drying my beard <laughs> in, on my wife's dressing table in the mirror and she just took a picture sent it to her mom going mom look at dad what's happened <laughs> and, and the comment back should have been Maya it is a towel and it used to be used to drying me with. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with it being a princess towel. In fact, I'm that manly. I don't care. <laughs> and and then, yeah, but then Sam replies going, yeah, and have you seen my dressing table? That used to be full of all my products. Now, half of it's full of Mike's beard products. <laughs> dear, oh dear. So what, are you drink, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking... Oh, gosh. I'll give you, you... You come on. You should know what I'm drinking tonight. Strongbow. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not drinking today. Are you having a night off, mate? No, I've got sparkling lemon and mint Italian style style soda. What is that all it, about? I don't know, right, but it tastes bloody lovely. What is it? Italian? It's, it's mint and lemon fizzy pop. Oh, that doesn't sound good to me. No, it's good. It's definitely good. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be better with a bottle of vodka, but... um, Absolutely. Beggars can't be choosers. Yes. Um, so anyways, um, we have uh, got a Condro guest on today. Yeah. I think it's absolutely hilarious because 
we don't keep Condros, and the person who's not here today, Danny, keeps Condros. I know. Um, he's not on. To the one that's going to have the knowledge and be able to talk to her and ask the questions, and he's not here, is he? Well, I suppose it means that we get an edge in work. You know, we get a word in edgewise because normally when, say for instance, we have a carpet python um, person yeah. on, you kind of get all freaky. Wow. Me, me and Danny, you just get there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, uh-huh. You, you say this, but Danny's got carpet pythons and he's got GTPs and he's got, well, he's got quite a vast collection, Danny has, hasn't he? And it's quite a diverse collection. But last week, <laughs> when we had Scott on, I was conscious that he was really, really quiet, and I was thinking, obviously, it's you know not his cup of tea, scrubs and 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 carpets and this and the other. And I thought, well, he has got carpets, but no, a lot of talking. And I think even at one point during the podcast, you says, "Danny, you you still there?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening intently." Now, I want the listeners, because I'm very, very honest, to know that my phone is on um, on aeroplane mode because so we don't get any feedback. So I went through and I was a little bit concerned about Dana. <laughs> and after doing sort of like, it was quite a long show last week, wasn't it? It was, it was two, a and a, two and a bit hours, nearly two and a half hours. And at the end of it, when I, we, we said, we always have a chat with the guest at the end and, and, and sort of like we say goodbye. And I switched my phone, the aeroplane mode <laughs> off my phone. And all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I had a million messages. <laughs> And Danny was having a massive debate with Luke and Zach on the WhatsApp group. <laughs> and I thought, cheeky git, save your debate till another night. The only one night we were recording and he's uh, <laughs> debating you know, away you know with what? them. With I, them I, I'm not angry with Danny because Danny is a very nice person and he's, he's easily, easily led sometimes. So it's totally the fault of Zach and Luke. Yeah, um, so guys, if you're listening, shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. Anyways, um, no, uh, no, you're saying I, anyways. I'm we pushing we forward. Ah, oh, fine. Go on, go on. No, look, we've got to talk about what we've been up to this week. You know the score. We've we've we've, we've lost we've lost one of the presenters tonight, so we've got to do a little bit more talking. I don't want I to. Wanted talk. A, I just want to listen. I I wanted to mention. There's <laughs> <right. laughs> something quite funny, and it tickled me a little bit. Um, we've been doing lo- oh, you do loads of travelling anyway, but this week I've been basically either down Swindon or up in Wakefield, up and down, like Swindon one day, Wakefield the next, lots of meetings. And uh, <laughs> this week I had a big operations meeting. It's one of them meetings, you know, you get there at nine o'clock and you know it's going to be a late one and, and you're in a room, there's 20 of you in a room and you, you're locked in there and it's an all-day meeting talking about a load of rubbish, really. <coughs> but... In the afternoon, the op- uh, the director uh, decided to spring it on us that they've passed the book, as usual, and nominated us to carry out this. It's a full day's presentation over two days to oh, hundreds of hundreds of people within our business and uh, who are connected to our business. And uh, we was going through it, and one of the managers said, we need to get in some guest speakers because um, none of us can present. And I thought, a cheeky book. <laughs> He's obviously <laughs> never listened to Reptile and Chill. <laughs> well, well may, may, maybe he has listened to Reptile and Chill and that uh, 
well, another very nice thing that he's saying. Well, um, absolutely. I said, how do you know? How do you know that none of us are good at uh, presenting? <laughs> <laughs> dear, I, dear. But I, did, I, I don't know if I don't know if you get this, Hoss, but I definitely do. And I don't know if any of our listeners do. But sometimes I get the feeling, you know, when, when you mention about reptiles and whatnot, and we've got this thing now that's come on. I don't know if any of the listeners' companies have it. It's called the Yammer. Have you heard of it? It's no, a bit no. like it's a bit like a social media um, hub within companies. So you use it, set it up, and it's just like Twitter. Basically, you put stuff on there. Oh, it was a great meeting today, and we talked about this, blah blah. And you get likes and and tags and followers and things like that. And somebody said to me, "Why don't you put reptile and chill?" That you know, mention your podcast on there. I thought. I don't want the people in my business listening to Reptile and Chill. They'll have a totally di- different perception of me. <laughs> um, but do, do the do the listeners get the feeling that when you talk about sort of like what you do and keep reptiles at work, that it's sort of like it's never taken seriously? Well, do you get that? It's a bit well, of a joke. Yeah, there's, there's one of the lads in the in the warehouse at my place, and when he sees me, he comes up and he kind of goes, dang, dang, the reptile man. And yeah. it's just like, you, you're taking the piss. Um, there was there was one lad who doesn't work with us no more. Um, um, he's a nice bloke, but we didn't see eye to eye. We're not we're not um, each other's cup of, cup of teas. But we we always got on with it, and we worked together for about three and a half years. And you know, I've I've not got a bad word to say about him. We just yeah. wasn't compatible. Yeah. Um, we have a clash of personalities. Yeah, yeah. We're both very headstrong, and you know. But to be honest, we we got the job done. That, that, that's what you're there to do at the end of the day. Um. And we, we, we was on about, you know, what we do and this, that and the other. And again, I try not to bore people with reptiles or bring it up. Because just like yourself, I'll happily talk about it all day, every day, every yeah. second. Um, so I don't tend to bring it up. Now, he asked me what I do. And I was like, oh, I play in a band and, you know, I like animals and that kind of thing. He goes, oh, what animals do you like? I, I like animals. And I was well, like, I keep reptiles. You keep reptiles? I said, yeah, I keep this, that and the other. He goes... Oh, and he went off. One of his friends had a bearded dragon, and, and yeah. other friend had a corn snake, and he's that and the other. He goes, well, "What do you keep?" Um, I said, "Well, I keep pythons, and um, and he's that and the other." And he was asking, "What are they like? Have they ever been bitten?" And you know, it's all these amazing, different isn't questions. It? The first, one of the first thing, one of the first questions that people ask is, "Have you been bitten?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, he's like, "Yeah, I keep pythons. I had 16 vials of antivenom, and I lived to tell the tale. It's a python. <laughs> I'm all right." Yeah. Um, nowhere near yeah. as bad as them hamsters. Well, you know what I mean. It's them fish you got to worry about. Um, I'm, I'm petrified of hamsters. I am, you know. They, they hurt. Hamsters hurt. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. So, so anyway, so I come into work, God, a couple of weeks later, and I had um, a bite on my hand, and he went, "What's yeah. that?" I said, oh, "I've got a bit bother on the snakes," and straight away he was like, "Oh, bloody! I just go to hospital. Did you need antivenom?" I thought, "No, pythons. <laughs> I'm all right." He goes, like, why did it bite you? Oh, I, he goes, why did it bite you? And I said, oh, the thing's a spanner. He, goes, and he, and he went, I wouldn't allow a snake to bite me. I'm too quick. <laughs> and I kind of paused, and I was just like, right, okay, well, I'm not going to ridicule him, because he, he doesn't keep them. He doesn't. He's not aware, you know what I mean? He's obviously very confident in himself. So rather than, you know, going, yeah, whatever, I said, after work, do you want to come around mine and have a beer? So he went, yeah, yeah, no worries. So we could come round mine, had a beer. I said, do you want to come see some snakes? And the swine that bit me a few days previous, I decided to show him that one. 
Um, yes. And but I put it this way: as soon as I opened the Viv, uh, well, he was out of the room. He was gone. Um, <laughs> but but I was gonna say you, you can't get your snakes to bite somebody that disagrees <laughs> with you. They get enough bad press as it is. But We've I, got to I show them in the in the in a good light. I give him his due. Once I closed the the Viv, he come back into the room, yeah. and he had a good look, and he asked. He actually asked me, "Is there anything that he could hold?" Uh, and at that at that time, I was um. I'd just taken in, um, oh god, it was a, it was a raw python, um, I can't remember what morph it was now, um, the raw python is. You don't need to, you don't need to mention the morphs, mate. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I said, yeah, I actually do actually. I said, I've, I've taken this in. The, the, the it was a, a housing issue, landlord, you know, da 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 da. Um, and he he held it, you know what I mean? And he, he quite literally Good. just took it out of my hands. Um, yeah. And but he said, yeah, it's pretty pretty, you know, it's nice. You know, so I, I don't see the attraction why you'd keep them, but you know, he appreciated the animal for what it was. Um, yeah. And he was just like, "But you're mad for the other ones you keep." He says, "You're off your rocker, you are." Um, uh. And I says, "Well, everyone starts somewhere, and you know, you learn how to handle them." Um, what I didn't know is that the bloke actually had three huskies. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. and you know <laughs> what I mean. And I'm thinking, why the hell would you want three huskies for? You know, I mean, you know, my my opinion of or experience of huskies are yampy, you know, sledge pulling nutters. You know what I mean? But, but, you, but then you're just doing what every exactly, else does to reptiles. Yeah, exactly what he, yeah, exactly and, and they, what he did. Yeah. And, I, and then I did think about that. And I went, okay, well, fair enough. Um, it's lack of education. It's not. It's not knowing something. Um, yeah. You know, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Spot yeah. on. Oh yeah. I'm missing Danny. Jay. Oh, do you know what? Bless him. He'll be back next week, won't I? You fucking best, bro. <laughs> Pound in the jar. Um, I, put, I wanted to mention that I put up a post on... Well, actually, our beautiful Danny put the post up for me on our community page um, as I'd been speaking to you guys about that. I wanted something different. Um, quite recently and for quite a, a long time now, I suppose I've only really had sort of like... Uh, Carpet pythons, uh, a Brazilian rainbow boa, um, uh, but really, my, I haven't, I haven't kept anything unusual or different to that for. for, you, for you've for, always, you've always kept boids, haven't you? Have you either pythons or boas? I have, yeah. I mean, when I was younger, um, I'd, I'd kept a sort of like, you know. Colubrids and you know, northern pines, uh, your corn snakes, rat snakes, um, king snake. But you know, recently, especially since I got back into the hobby, that's for sure. All I've had is carpi pythons, and I really, really want to sort of like learn a little bit more about different species. And I know I said, like, when I get the reptile room, uh, I'm going to have different. Uh, I'm going to go down some different routes. I think it'll be good for me. But there's so many beautiful uh, reptiles out there. Why shouldn't I? Do you know what I mean? And, and and learn 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 more about different species and and and, and get to know them. So uh, we put up a post and just wanting to say thanks to all the listeners because everybody's commented and I mean I saw a post uh, a while ago now about uh, it's. Uh, uh, one of the mangroves, a boiga uh, dendrophilia. Uh, it was a divergence one. It's like a blue. It's got like a blue. It's like a blue phase. Absolutely amazing. Um, but if I'm honest with you, the uh, the mangroves, I've, I, I find them all quite beautiful. 
So I was looking at that, but then Nipper Reed come on and he was like, Mike, what are you looking at that? Have you looked, have you thought about this? And have, have you thought about that? Ross Deakin was commenting as well. And I had, it was quite a nice thread actually with lots and lots of different ideas. And it's, it's really got me thinking and I'm looking up all these different species and I just want to find something that I really, really like. And I really want to sort of like spend some time with, want to learn about. And then when the time's right, you know, I've got an enclosure sort of like ready to be built up now. Uh, and then and then go ahead and 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 go for it definitely so uh i think yeah. i think that's it it's nice for to specialize in something so majority of my collection are pythons i've got the tortoises as well um yeah. but as of next wednesday my, all my vivs will be full um yes what i'm then going to try and do is get into some frogs and some little lizards and that kind of thing and kind of kind of break away from what i'm doing you know not 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 to sell my pythons but just try different things, learn more, um, take, yeah. you know, because with, with with the pythons, okay, not not with breeding maybe, but the general keeping of them, I kind of understand what I'm doing now with it, um, yeah. you know, with the tortoises, you know, I've kind of like, okay, I've done the research in that, they, they seem to be doing pretty well. And they tend to, once you've been doing it for a long time, they tend to sort of like, and take this the right way, look after themselves, you go through the motions of what you do, yeah, so, say, for instance, temperatures and humidity and that kind of thing, I don't have to panic as much, because I can quite literally put my hand in the enclosure and go, oh, it's a bit dry in there. Yeah. That, you, know, I need, you know, I need to boost that humidity up that bit, or give it, give it a good mm. soak, you know, let's get the substrate, you know, and get, let's get that moisture back into the air. Um, you know, and I can kind of almost sometimes look at the substrate and know whether I need to do it or not now, because I understand how how it, it works in, in this room and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. I, I had a bit of a spout with some Smock Turner, um, which are tiger leg monkey frogs last year. Yeah, last I saw, year, I, year saw I remember, I remember seeing them in, in, uh, that was when you had some, some herps up in the house, yeah, wasn't it? So I'm, you had I'm, some reptiles. I'm thinking I'm going to get some of them again. Um, yeah. and I've never kept dart frogs. Um, I'd really like to have a go at that. I, um, I, I really want to, um, I do want some frogs because I love, you know, of an evening and I know I should imagine after a while it'll annoy the crap out of you, but that sound when they start sort of like chirping, yeah, it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> it's just like you're in the rainforest, isn't it? it yeah. It's a, uh, that, that's what, what I plan to do to the room now. So where my desk is, the desk's going and I'm going to try and build some fancy pull out thing. Um, yes. And then I've got another. I've got a set of five foot fives to build here. Um, yeah. But what what I'm going to try and do is split them up. So I'll have um, so maybe like there'll be six fives or maybe three on row. What you know, put yeah, divide some like in. smaller cubes. Yeah. Them. So yeah. But there's a five foot area to do it in, and I'd I'd like some, you know, just some little geckos and frogs and other bits and pieces just to break away from the snakes. Um, yeah. And it is to learn, it really is. But anyway, yeah, absolutely. I think we need to get onto the features, mate. So, um, I think we'll start with mine. It's Hoss's Herb of the Week. So, this uh, week... Sorry. What? No, I'm, I'm taking over this week. You can't do that, it's my feature. Hang on a minute. It's not your feature. It is. <laughs> because... Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang your on, hang on. Your son says, Hoss's Herb of the <clears throat> Week. Ah, but then... Hang I can on. play it again if you want. For a change, Phelpsy has uh, stolen 
Posse's Herb of the Week. <laughs> How do you like that? Hello. I'm just not happy. <laughs> I actually thought I'd cut myself off. <laughs> See, it's great when you own the kid that does the... Uh... <laughs> For a change, Phelpsy has uh, stolen Hoss's Herb of the Week. See, <clears throat> when you own the kid that does the links, I can do whatever link I want. Don't, you so, know what? This I can't, can week, I just guys... say, you don't own your son. I do. He's his own person. Well, not until he gets a full-time job when he's 16 or 18, mate. I own him. (laughs) So, this week's Herp of the Week is going to be... (laughs) It's going to be what we were talking about. Um, The mangrove snake, gold-ringed cat snake, or by no more name, uh, Boiga dendrophilia. Um, Can I just it, say something? You didn't stumble once on that. Herp of the Week is about me <laughs> fudging shit up. <laughs> what a poor so, effort. <clears throat> if I'm honest with you, when I was about 16, a friend of mine had two, male and a female, uh, and I was holding one in one hand and one in another, and they were DW, DWA at the time, and the female slipped out my hand and started chewing on my finger. Uh, I was young and stupid then i'd had a little bit to drink wasn't uh in control of what i was doing and my friend at the time uh who who shouldn't have had them really really panicked and he was like oh my god mike and he squeezed my finger to death he was like trying to get any if there was any venom in there um if i'm honest with you i think he did more damage squeezing my finger um i did feel a bit uh i did feel a little poorly for a couple of days but nothing major just um just a bit down and uh sort of like flu-like symptoms uh for a couple of days but um i know some people have, have sort of like got some bad reactions to them but they are a venomous species they are rear fanged it is a mild venom uh it's in the colubrid family and it's endemic to south uh southeast asia uh the mangrove snake's one of the biggest cat snake species. It's averaging six to eight feet. Now, I haven't seen them that big, if I'm honest with you. I've seen them sort of like four or five feet. Um, the um, one at the Birmingham Wildlife Conservation Park, um, they've got one there, and it's a pretty good size. Um, I would say it's past the six-foot mark. Wow. I mean, they're beautiful-looking snakes. There's there's lots of different boigers, but these the, the the mangrove type they're they're a jet black and it, and 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 it's like it's like a gloss black, and they've got these beautiful bright neon yellow um, rings around them. But like I say, and that pattern can change quite 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 a bit throughout uh, throughout throughout the the, uh, the species, but. Uh, but uh... Check that, them out. That's lovely. And is there any, any regret still in the feature? <laughs> None whatsoever. You steal mine every single week. Every time I talk to you in that little little intro bit before we start the show, you uh, <laughs> you go, oh, that's a good idea. And then you just can't help yourself and you mention it. You know what, I'm, the start. I'm just going to edit that out and re-record it myself, to be completely <laughs> honest. Because um, you, have, you have the power. I've got the power. But I tell you what, though, mate, because I stole yours and Danny's not here, 
Uh, why don't you do Danny's uh, Danny's feature this week? Um, I can, I can do. I haven't uh, thought about anything to talk about. Um, well, I tell you what, mate. You say that, but I felt like an agony aunt earlier before we went and started recording because you was moaning about um, about the bin bin men. <laughs> right, okay, you know, yeah, I can get on this. Right, okay. <laughs> It's that time of the week. It's Agony Danny. Right, okay. So this is an unreptile-related rant. And it's doing my head in. Um, <laughs> so the the bin men are on strike again. Um, Mike doesn't have this problem because he lives in the posh part of uh, the area. Um, and I wouldn't mind. My parents live off the road, which is... A junction to my avenue and my parents bins have been collected so it's just basically the back streets that they don't care about um but it's been nearly three weeks now ne- almost two and a half weeks um my, my bins haven't been collected um oh, do you know what that's hard that is isn't it as well it's, it's annoying as well and you know what it's really unsanitary so we've got a young child you know and you've got nappies and sicky bit, bits of tissue and this that and the other and you know i've it's just, it's just horrible, you know what I mean? And so, the cats and do the cats and foxes sort of like get in there as well, start ripping well, the bags we d- apart. Well, we don't, we don't tend to have many foxes around here, which we're quite fortunate about. Um, yeah. But I think everyone on the road has a cat that likes to let in outside. Um, <laughs> there's just, honestly, God, look, you come out of the car door and you'll have my, my, Hannah's stupid. She feeds them. Um, because like the 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 the, stra- the waves and strays. Yeah, well, they're not. They've all got collars on and stuff, but they're always outside at the front. Like always, like rain, sleet, snow. They're always there. Jeez, um, doesn't most most people who own cats rely on sort of like their neighbours to feed their cats? Well, I I don't know. So we've spoken to a couple of the neighbours, and from what we've gathered, there's about four, five. I think it's five cats that. The owners don't actually live on the road anymore. <laughs> they they've, moved out years ago. They've moved <laughs> out and they've left the cats there. Um, and they're kind of like just, they just belong to the road. Um, <laughs> and the person who lived in our house before us, she used to feed them. So that's why they congregate around our porch. And so Hannah's carried on the tradition of the it being the crazy cat house. And she yeah. feeds them, much disgust to our house cat, Gus. Uh, yeah. Gus isn't a happy cat, because his biscuits are getting shared. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the cats obviously tear, tear up the bags, and this, that and the other. And at the moment, I've got a breeze block. I'm, I'm in both bins. I'm using my recycling bin and my normal bin. And I've got a breeze block on the top of each one to stop the cats from getting in it. Oh, um, nightmare, mate. It's just... Yeah, hygiene. Um, I know people have to go on strike sometimes to prove a point, and they're always going on strike. Yeah, like, oh, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean, guys. Come on, like, I understand it's not a very well, nice job. Have, have all word, that, you, should we having? A, should we be having a word with them, or should we be having a word with the council to say, "Come on, sort this problem out"? I don't. I don't care. Sort out the wages. I don't care. Way. Um, because I'm literally going to start dumping black bing bats up the council. Because they've got nowhere else to put them. Mate, you got the tip. Just go the tip. You're not allowed. 
Oh, you're not? No, no. They're on strike so too, I suppose, because that's all. The last lot uh, in the summer, which is even worse, because you got the heat, so everything starts I remember smelling. that, yeah. Um, so you pick a bag up, and it's just covered in, it's covered in maggots. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. So anyways, I got really annoyed. Um, my next-door neighbour, and there's a lady down the road who's elderly as well, who's you know really sweet. So I thought, you know what, sod it. I'm going to get some polythene from work, and I'm going to line my car, and I'm going to take, you know, some bags down. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I probably had about eight or nine bags in the back of my car. Yeah. Asked me what I've got there, and I was just, I was just general rubbish. What's in it? They're all in black bags. What's your, what is your general rubbish? And I was like, household waste. And he's yeah. like, no, sorry, mate, it's on strike. You can't bring it in. And uh, I was, so you, you should have just gone to Aldridge, mate. That'd have been fine because it comes under Warsaw Council. Yeah. You should, and 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 you could have just drove straight in and threw it in. It just, it's, it's, oh, you know, it just does mad him. But that is all I've got to moan about. Um, I've had quite a nice, nice week, reptile-related. I can't really uh, grope too much. Um, Good man. Everyone's, uh, everyone's being very pleasant. Uh, <laughs> which uh, actually, I'm annoyed because everyone's being nice and they're not giving me so much to moan no. about. No, wow. There's always something to moan about. There's always debates going on. Indeed. Anyways, let's get on to your feature. Um, and I think you've done enough talking now to kind of like spurt yourself on, so you might not need the oxygen match this week. <laughs> the Hurt Times excitedly spoken by Phelpsy. So, as always, I've always prepared, so I have got a few things to talk about. Um, in the news this week, I wanted to mention that Rainforest Exotics are having an open day on the 24th of February. Doors open from 10 till 4. Um, it's Unit 3, Cropper Row, Ross on Y. So David and Lindsay Howard, who own the shop, they're having an open day. Um, you've been before, haven't you, Hoss? Yeah, it's, it's down cool. I, 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 lo- I love their shop. Um, I love what they stand for. They're both an absolutely fantastic couple. Um, Lindsay, we, we plug her quite a lot, actually. She does uh, all the eco products and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, see, Dave's, an, Dave's an absolute legend. Um, really knowledgeable bloke. Um, the shop's awesome. They also do like encounters and that kind of thing. Um, I will be there. I'll be there. So I, um, I'm, I'm coming down with the with, with uh, Sam, Sam and the kids as well. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be there. Um and hopefully, if you guys, I know um, Gary Bateman, who listens to the podcast, um, he's he's quite local, um, and he's down there. So, Gary, if you're listening, and if you are there, and you're not in your reptile and chill hoodie or t-shirt, we're having words, mate. Absolutely, both so, of us. That's it. So, <laughs> if you get any more news, or um, if anybody is going, we might just have enough time to order t-shirts, and we can bring them with us. So, if you want to order something, can just put down on the order to bring them with us to uh, to the, uh, the 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 open day. We'll bring them with you, save save posting them out. Definitely as well. Um, yes, I have got more to talk about, mate. Only one other thing. Um, it was something that I copped uh, in the news. It's, it happened sort of like end of last year, start of this year. But I thought it was it was it was it's a bit of a good news story. Um, the headline is. Reptiles in England's Hankley Common receive 110 hectares of protected space. So um, the sand lizards and the smooth snakes in the Hankley Common uh, near 
Elstead in Surrey County, uh, England, have just gained more than 110 hectares of protected heathland. Um, thanks to partnership with uh, the UK's MOD, uh, Ministry of Defence, and the Amphibian and Reptile Centre. Um, so this heathland, which has been sort of like a military training ground since, well, before World War I, um, was home to a load of native reptiles. Uh, uh, I think 11 of them and uh, 13 ami uh, amphibian species so the amphibian and reptiles uh, uh, have been uh, thrilled that they've been offered um, this space and basically yeah it's going to be sort of like a, a protected area for these species to thrive so mm. some 181 hectares of common uh, will be handed over in January so it's just gone and the remaining 130 um, later in the year. That's, so, uh, that's good, that is, because there's, you know, how many places can you honestly say that are protected with reptile, for reptiles these days and, that, and the wildlife, you know? It's, um, do you know what? I should imagine there is a few out there, but you don't hear about it very that's, often. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I couldn't... I think if I did a bit of Google research, I'd probably dig something out, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anything um, yeah. that, that is protected. Um, and they're using it as well for sort of like um, captive breeding programs and releasing them into the uh, it, it, back in back into the wild. So I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Um, I can't uh, again. You know, a lot of people go, "Oh, I'm going herping," and they go to all these foreign, you know, foreign exotic countries and whatnot. Yeah, we've got so much in the UK. Um, you know, there's not many places you can see on our native herbs, but you know, we're we're quite fortunate that we've got one of the best hotspots in the country. You know, probably what ten miles away from our house. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, where for where, adders, I suppose, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but you you can you'll find adders, grass you'll find snakes. you'll find grass snakes. I know yeah. down towards Dorset, you know, you can find practically oh, majority of yeah. things. Yeah, sand lizards. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, fantastic. But what what I would say as well, if you are interested, there's lots and lots of things that you can get involved in. If you do type it up um, about getting involved in herping, and um, especially if it's uh, logging data, there's lots of uh, there's lots of clubs out there or asking for volunteers to to sort of like join them and and log data. So get involved. I know John Campbell uh, has done it quite a bit in the past. Definitely. Yeah, this has. year, me and we have both said, Hoss, that we want to go out, don't we? Um, and do a little bit. Want to sort of like do some f photography uh, out there in the field with uh, with our native species. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think we just need to kind of get the dates together now. Um, that should be cool. Um, something I do want to talk about as well, um, and I feel that we really kind of need to start dr drilling it out now. So, 3rd of August, Carpet Fest. Um, there's going to be a bouncy castle, animal display, beer, barbecue, face painting. Um, if you go on to reptileandchill.bigcartel.com, uh, you'll be able to find the, the tickets for sale. Um, we are literally a couple of days away from ordering the first Carpet Fest t-shirts. Um, yeah. So you'll be able to see, and those will be up for sale very shortly. Now, Can I also say, Hoss, as well, they'll also be able to witness a really, really drunk American guy that will be slumped in the corner trying to keep up with us. I, um, so <laughs> Eric Burke, if you're listening, you're dead. 
<laughs> you, you, um, we, your, um, well, our aim is to make sure that the next podcast that you record, you'll have to literally use um, a computer to type. Um, <laughs> but, but, you, you're dead, mate. Um, and Owen, you might as well stop training. Um, it's, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, since we mentioned it, my training's gone up from sort of like four days a week to probably six days a week now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you can do that, mate, because if I do that, <laughs> I'd end up with bottles everywhere because I won't bloody take them. Um, so at the moment, I'm out of training, but that is literally because, I, you know, cats might break glasses and stuff and cut their paws, so let's be nice to them. Um what is Carpet Fest? A lot of people keep asking us what Carpet Fest is and uh, do you have to keep Carpet Pythons? And it's not at all. So if you keep reptiles or if you're interested in reptiles or even if you're, you just want to come down for, you know, and have a good time, that's what it's about. It's about the community coming together, having a laugh and, you know, just being normal and having a beer and enjoying each other. Yeah. Enjoying each other's companies, might I add. Um, there's a travel lodge down the road. At the moment, if you book it now, that is £19. Right. £19? If, if you book it now, it's £19. Oh, my word. I might stay there myself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like my missus is having to go at me for snoring. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, well, I might be able to go half in a room, you know. But, uh, Depends yeah, how, I'm not t- sharing with you. <laughs> it depends how drunk you get, mate. <laughs> you all look like Marilyn Monroe by the end of the night. <laughs> so, what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise as much money as we can for Mental Health UK. Now we've, you know, we've a lot of people have been buying t-shirts and hoodies, and you know, and we are, you know, we've raised quite a substantial amount of money so far. Um, you know, I keep, oh god, there's, there's no oxygen in this room. Keep yawning. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's the idea. Please, if, if if you know, if you do want to come down, get your tickets sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because you know, people are literally every morning. I'm checking my emails, and people are buying tickets overnight. You know, quite. Frequently. No, what you're doing, yeah. you're getting all excited, and you're going, "Have you seen how many people have bought the tickets?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike's starting to get annoyed that I keep updating him all the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's really, really going to be a good event. Um, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Uh, Me too. Also, whilst we're talking about events, you've got Doncaster in April coming up. I think we're yeah. all going to be there. Um, yeah. Got yeah. Ham. Ham coming up in March. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in Ham. Um, so what I do want to ask our listeners as well. If there are any events or things going on that you are going to, please put go on our Facebook group, our community page. If you're not already on it, get yourself on it. And, yeah. you know, just let us or know what's going shop- on. Or if there's any shops out there that are holding events um, that, that that you want people to know about, let us know Def- and we'll uh, we'll give it a plug. Definitely. Um, and if you're not on our Facebook page and you don't follow follow us on Instagram, please you know drop us a like, follow us. Um, also, recently, if you're not aware, we have started doing YouTube. We're on YouTube as well. So all you need to do on either three platforms is type in Reptile and Chill, and we'll come up. Um, and that's about it. Um, I think we should get our guest on, to be honest. I do as well. Lisa, I just wanted to welcome you to the show and apologise massively. (laughs) (laughs) Your shit internet connection. Well, I don't know whether it's my rubbish internet connection or it's Scottish wanting to divide us from us even further. It's that one. (laughs) Just just to let you know, this is what Mike does. So the last time 
he tried recording a podcast and Mike was having technical problems. He blamed the pikeys that live in my area stealing <laughs> his internet connection. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a theme of dishonesty here that he basically just won't accept that he hasn't paid his bill. Ah, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to pay next month to tell you, that's for sure. I am having quite a few problems since I've changed over. Uh, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they begin with V, and the, and, and the second uh, word in the title is M, that are giving me loads of hassle. Yeah, so un- un- unfortunately, the, list, the listeners wouldn't have uh, been able to hear that, because you sound like R2-D2 again. No, do I? You keep cutting out a little bit. Yeah, uh, not as bad. You're not, not as bad, but uh, it should be. An, I think it's when you go off on one. I think it's when you kind of like keep and I get rambling. All excited and yes, going. I think you might need to speak just that little bit slower. Um, so That's that impossible. It, it, it is possible, Michael. Maybe right, just a waffle photo. <laughs> 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 it probably is. You know what? That wouldn't be a bad thing. Either. Right, okay, so so there's something before we get started that we need you to ask you to say. Oh. Good, right, go for it. All right, they said purple. Yeah, I know where this is going. You're right, you right, know what? you got to say it. Just say it then. Purple bug, what a worm. What was that? <laughs> uh, I, I've, not, I've not came on here to speak about snakes or reptiles. It's just that it's a piss take this week, isn't it? <laughs> right, okay, so we purple need purple bug, what a worm. Right, and we, then we need we need also as well. We've had a couple of our, our listeners messaging, and they need to know where you bought your motorhead uh, sex toy from. <laughs> I um, think we need to clear up that that wasn't mine. <laughs> well, and it was a, it was an in joke that you guys decided to make. Real life. Don't, right. don't let the truth get in the way of good story. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, oh. I'm quite glad that it isn't true because. What we we uh, advised was a small bullet vibrator. If you'd have put that <laughs> thing on top of a hatchling, you'd have shook it to death. <laughs> you know what? I, I would add, and Lisa's right. We, I knew exactly what she was on about, but I just thought, this is too good to miss the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there. It's a good thing I'm not a sensitive soul. Uh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, if you was a sensitive person, we'd still say it anyway. It wouldn't make <laughs> yeah. any difference. Yeah. Right, okay. so, building. so apart from being Scottish, uh, yeah. let, let, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, whereabouts you are, and how you got into reptiles. Uh, I'm Fife, which is just north of Edinburgh, over the bridge, uh, the east coast. Uh, reptiles... It was I actually started at quite a young age, you know. I think it's how everybody started start catching frogs and tadpoles and being fascinated by them. Yeah, um, absolutely. My my dad made the mistake of taking me into one of these little back in the early nineties, if you could call it a pet shop, where they've basically got the corn snakes in the aquariums and just a light bulb over them. Yes. <laughs> and a snake. Um, and I went on and on about it. Uh, my mum was a firm no. I got a big surprise for Christmas and I was all excited about it. Um, it wasn't a snake, it was a barn owl because my dad was in bird, into birds of prey. Oh, um, wow. I sorry, think... that was a, you, sorry, you just said then for the listeners, it was a barn owl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, wow. What I a beautiful creature. Most people would be really excited about it. Um, 
but me being a little brat at the time, I was a little bit disappointed it was my snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this thing's got feathers, not scales. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that was my first pet. Um, but then later in life, I went into the forces, and obviously it's not an ideal job to get reptiles. Um, when I started thinking about leaving, uh, and I was sort of settled, I was working out in Faz Lane. I was based up in Glasgow. Um, I got I started a collection then. Friends with a guy that owned a shop, and it, we're actually still best mates now, and he still keeps snakes. He's my sort of go-to guy, Ryan Devaney. He had uh, Serpentis Exotics up here before he sold it on. Um, so I got everything from there, and I went from a corn snake to a Dumeril boar. Um, from there, I went on to Matlots, uh, Sonoran Dwarfs, Spotted Pythons, had white lips, bredles, berms. Um But when I left the Navy, uh, there was a bit of a relationship breakdown and I had to sell it all up. So I've only recently, maybe the last four years, got back into the hobby. Mm. And would you say, um, h- how long was the break away from reptiles, roughly? Um, a good six years. Right, okay. And would you say um, that previous to those six years and then looking back how the hobby is now would you say there's much of a difference well obviously most of it is based on facebook now um and you have your keyboard warriors um there's always been that little bit of negativity you'd go onto the forums and you'd have uh, guys and girls saying it should be done this way it should be done that way instead they saying it should be done what works for you and your animal um but that's more readily available on Facebook because it's at your your fingertips. Definitely. Whereas back in back when I started, um, like Ari, well, the forums, I'm not going to say the forums and stuff that you went on to, you had to obviously sit down at a laptop or a computer to go on sort of lines so you weren't immersed in it. You had that break to just spend with your animals. You didn't have notifications popping up. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose now it's just like I could be, um, I don't know, changing a light bulb or something like that in one of the tanks and my phone bleeps and oh someone said this on a group or someone said that um you know i can be at work and the phone bleeps it's a, you, you're constantly exposed to it um yeah you know I'm, I'm i'm quite surprised um sort of like how you keep in touch with everybody because because you do dan you'll pick up on on everything that goes through sort of like all the reptile forum pages and whatnot where I'm totally oblivious because when I'm at work I can't I can't have any sort of like notifications popping up and whatnot but and I suppose I'm out of the loop a little bit but and then there's too much there for me to even catch up after yeah I, I, I suppose um see I, I drive for a living so obviously as I'm driving I can't I, I don't respond um yeah. but what I what I do is when I pull over, I'm taking that rest period, and I've got 45 minutes where I've got to go. I can, I can sit and go through things, and then, you know, I don't know. It just it works for me. But the the, the cons of the way we all communicate in the hobby now, being on Facebook, is yes, it is everywhere. You can't even go and talk to your aunt on Facebook without coming across reptile stuff. You know, it's <laughs> always on the newsfeed. However. What I think it has done is I think it's kind of like up to the pace in the hobby a little bit. So before you'd probably have to wait a day or two or even a couple, you know, three or four days for someone to respond to you on a forum. 
because you know we, again you have to sit down on your laptop or your computer or whatnot. Whereas I think if you want some advice and if I say if I was to message you Lisa about um a condros or whatever, I'd more than likely get a response off you within the hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think in the the terms of terms of the ability to educate and share information, I think we are currently in the best situation we ever have been. The only yeah. problem is because it's constant, it's so easy to get pissed off with it. Yeah. I think it's, it's so easy to access the wrong information as well. 100%, 100% but that, um, I think that comes down to... Research options. Yeah, 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 kind of like, just just because a person's profile means that they've got X, Y and Z and they look successful, doesn't mean they are. So I think common sense it does still need to be applied. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm quite cutthroat with things at the moment. Um, if I've got somebody who's just basically really getting on my nerves it's just a block i just block them yeah um but i i think i think you also need apart from the internet you need either one or two experienced people around you that sort of like go do you know this person and are they a reliable source i think that's a massive help and i know i know you've had that lisa yourself is it ryan yeah that, that ryan He's been he's, your wingman a little bit, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he sort of works in the shadows and, and doesn't say much, but he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, is getting him to open up. I think you guys spoke to him at the show because he had the, the screen carpets. That's right, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, once once you get him going, he'll, he'll, he'll rattle off anything. Um, so he it, went... He it was his... quite funny, actually. Sorry, uh, Lisa, I didn't mean to interject there, but it was quite funny, actually, because when I met him and I saw the screen... Uh, a scream, a scream carpet that he got, and I go, oh, well, I've got some screamers, and it's like, oh, I said, but mine, uh, obviously from the the, the scream line. Who who did you? Well, no, these are these are the real deal. These these are casters, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah mine, mine, mine come <laughs> from that as well, that line as well. But it's quite funny because you do get protective over your own animals, like going, hang on, are you sort of like saying that your your lines like genuine and mine's not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so going forward, uh, what are you currently keeping at the moment? At the moment, it's the green trees, and I've got a pair of stems and pythons. Very uh, nice. They're, they're 2018, so they're, they're absolutely teeny. Ah, um, Stimpsons. Do you know what? I love those. They're actually Frank Schofield lines. I've got oh, wow. Over to Europe. Um, which, by the way, I got them the day before I actually heard about what happened to Frank. Um, and so. I'm not I'm not one to read a lot of books, to be honest. I know you were speaking about that the other week. Um, but as soon as I mentioned it, Ryan knew straight away and I got he told me all about Frank and what he'd done for the hobby and I kinda yeah. glad that I got them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean yeah. it's a little bit a little piece of history there, if you know what I mean. And it's a, yeah. it's a fantastic line. He brought over um quite a lot of animals and if it wasn't for him we wouldn't be seeing um uh, especially on the on the python side of things we wouldn't be seeing half the species we see today yeah definitely what actually happened is i was at doncaster and i thought go have a walk around i'll have a look and i, I saw these little spotted pythons and i was i, I picked up a female and i went she's really nice what's the nicest male i'm looking about the table as you do and ryan's little laddie eastland came in and went well, I'm going to buy that because he's got money and his dad has said he can get his first pair of snakes. 
So he, he bought them from under me. <laughs> <laughs> Done you. <laughs> yeah, and they're absolutely yeah. thriving. They're, they're brilliant little snakes. Fantastic. Good, good. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're lovely. And you mentioned your GTPs that you've got at the moment. Yep. And are you still sitting there with a the twitchy bum watching them? Um, well, that's me and... I don't touch wood. That's me into week coming into week four. Saturday, so I've not got too long left. Um, I'm kind of out that that first week where you're watching them every day, and I'm a little bit more relaxed. I actually incubated um, Ryan's eggs last year, done a sort of practice run with incubator. He very kindly gave me a a clutch to incubate. Um, So I know incubator's good. Um, You know what that that fantastic feeling's like then? When you see yeah. those little, when you see some little slits in the eggs, and you see some little heads pop out. Oh yeah, I was I was high as a kite when I when I saw them <laughs> yeah. last year, um, yeah. but when I saw the eggs, I was actually working away, uh, and I was like, I really hope she drops at the weekend. She better drop at the weekend, and I purposely didn't go out drinking on the Friday because I was like, she's going to drop if I'm hungover. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was actually. Sounds lower, isn't it? I was lying in bed and I was talking to a couple of the green tree guys um, on Messenger and they're like, have, have you checked them? Have you checked her this morning? I was like, nah, I checked her about three o'clock in the morning when I, when I got up. Um, I came back to bed. Oh, you better go check her. I went and checked her and there she is. Sort of half coiled around this clutch of eggs. Um, Ryan's phone must have been going ding-dong for about half an hour because he did not pick up. <laughs> but bear in mind, this is the first ever clutch of eggs that I've I've produced myself. Um, I mean, that's that's quite quite a nice uh, nice thing as well. That it's not just your, your your standard sort of like I don't know, you know, GTPs are, are tough to breed as as a rule, and uh, and you've done it first off, so that's fantastic. I think I think it proves as well. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you're keeping, and there's this horrible stigma about, oh, you can't have that as a beginner species, or, or you can't do that. And, and obviously, you kept snakes before you bred yeah. the, but you know, you've you've kept green trees for a very small amount of time. You've done your research, and you've been successful. And the yeah. the key thing is, you've done your research. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Apart from going to the hops, I don't think there's a snake where you can turn around and say don't have that. Apart from the larger species, um, obviously it's not a great idea to go out and buy an 18 foot snake if it's your first ever reptile. Um, But with regards to the smaller stuff, if you do your research and that's what you want for your first snake and you make sure you've got that network around you for advice, I don't see the problem with it. Yeah, and and you do need that network around you. There is species out there that are very, very hard to keep and Obviously, you've got to make sure that you've got everything set up right. But by the sound of it, I mean you, you've absolutely smashed it there. And you did send me some pictures, and we'll we'll put some pictures up on the community page of uh, of them, and they are stunning animals. Yeah, both of them are captive bred in the UK as well. Which yeah, that's quite, nice. I've not heard too much. I've been done before, but I've not heard anybody come. Can I can I ask? Are they English captive bred or Scottish captive bred? <laughs> English. Oh. Just, 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 just saying. Just, one, just, one of the one I've got from Malcolm Dix, and the other was say Steve Vinesh, who has sold up his collection. Um, when I bought her, I had originally 
decided I was going to buy the rack because I already had females and males there. And he's like, look, if you take the rack and you want her, I'll do a deal for you. And he caught me when I was in the casino and I was quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, and, and did you want a little bit? <laughs> um, I'll, I think I was won something. I was up eight pound. <laughs> oh, there you go. You, you, when you're up, you're up. Let's and go I, for it. <laughs> I, I bought her drunk and uh, in the rack, and it's probably one of the best drunk decisions I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, we don't make many of them, do we? But, no. Uh, but that sounds like <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> okay, so what what chondros of you or green tree pythons have you actually got? What localities are you working with? Um, to be fair, I've got a few a few outcrosses. So I've got like. Uh, so the males I've got in a Sarong, which is the the one that I've paired. Um, he was a red neo, so I've paired him with what was a red neo. I'm hoping both of them have got quite a lot of underlying black through them. I'd yes. quite like to see that come out. I mean, going off track a little bit, for me, um, you, we've got guys in the UK spending thousands of pounds on these designers, which is basically, with green trees, you don't have morphs as such as bloodlines and how they look. You breed them for looks. Um, the guys are putting designers to designers and getting a designer. For me, it's more interesting if I hit a jackpot and put a normal looking snake and a normal looking snake together and get something really nice. Yeah. Um, so, wrong, and that was when I drew Cyclops. And then I've got the Biak Cyclops. I've got two Vinsky animals up here. Well, one, one Rhines, the male Rhines, which is actually, I think, the nicer. And I've got a pure Bayak, well, as pure as you could, um, obviously, unless you go and pick it out of the, its natural habitat itself, you're, you're taking it on yeah. the seller's yeah, description. Yes. Um, and I've got, I've got an array of females sat there, and I know the wife's going to listen to this, but I've just went and bought another pair of Aru for Europe. <laughs> Right, you've got to to do something with this podcast so that the other halves can't hear. Sort of like some of it. But it's fine because Lisa's bought them, but I'm looking after them for us. So we've been through this before. This is how it works. People buy reptiles, I look after them, and then your your other half doesn't. Just stop, stop. Did you not just hear Lisa say then a wife's going to be listening to this? Do not give any of the tips away. What we do? <laughs> no, no, it's no, people are buying them for me. That's what it is. Um, I, was at, I was I was looking for a meal and the the pair came up and I capped was bred by a guy over in Denmark and I was like ah I just, I'll go for it so I, I just I did. So they'll be coming up on the run in March sometime. So I've got between now and mid-March to fix my garage conversion out. <laughs> Brilliant. You'll be fine. And, and, and you spoke about your other half there, Lisa. Yep. How is she with, 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 um, with the reptiles? Is she interested in them? Can she take them, leave them? I, I know mine is sort of like she puts up with them. It's not a massive passion of hers, but she can see why I, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, she had a cresty, she had some milk frogs, um, which turned out to be mine and I started looking after them. <laughs> um, she can look at them, think they're pretty, um, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, although, because I was away um, with work, I was getting her to check on the eggs for me, just take pictures and send them to me. And if there was anything wrong, I could I could ring Ryan and he could shoot up and fix whatever the issue was. Yeah. So she said to me she feels quite invested in them. <laughs> Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, it's funny you say that because uh, 
uh, when I got my albino darlings, my wife was like, no chance, no chance. And then when I said, oh, look, you know, it's, it's a steal. And I showed her how much they're worth and how much I was getting them for and how much the babies could potentially. And that was the selling point to it. If I breed these, look what the babies are worth. She was like, oh, actually, I don't mind you buying <laughs> when yeah. you can see what, what, what she's going and I don't mean in the sense of turning snakes into bags and shoes <laughs> but she's going that would pay for a new Louis Vuitton handbag that would. she was yeah. absolutely turning <laughs> snakes into shoes I can guarantee you that now uh, I'm looking at them I'm like well, that's a motorbike start there yeah <laughs> see because you are into your bikes as well I am it? yeah oh can you tell the listeners what bike you've got because I'm uh, really jealous so I've got the Indian Scout um Obviously, the newer one. Yeah. Because the the older Indians go for a fortune. Um, yeah, I mean, but they they're still not they're still not cheap though, are they? I don't know. I'm I'm a fifer. I've got short arms and deep pockets. <laughs> 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 it's a beautiful bike. I've seen a picture of it, and uh, like you say, I was always into sports bikes, but as I'm getting older now, I think I'd go for that type of uh, low rider style bike, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Sorry uh, enough. Uh, my garage I've basically planned where all the tanks are going to go a work incubator freezer and where my bike's going to fit <laughs> <laughs> and that's it then lock the garage and everybody can uh, piece off <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> that's mad. And, and she's already said if it's in the garage I don't care yeah <laughs> brilliant you see I've got exactly the same thing if the reptiles that I've got in my outhouse she's fine I can do what I want down here as long as they don't vent- venture into the house. Now, the problem is, eventually they are going to have to go into the house. And, um, well, well, you're already you're already working on that. You're you're using your how old? How she's, old uh, she's almost six months old. Yeah, so you're using your <laughs> six month old daughter as a as a sort of like a lever, aren't you, <laughs> to get yeah, them into the house um, already? She's 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 absolutely. I said in the last podcast, she's absolutely obsessed with the fish at my at my her my, her grandparents, and uh, my old man's kept fish for years. And I started with fish before I got into reptiles, and Naya is absolutely obsessed. She just <laughs> stares and stares at them. So I think the same mesmerising effect would happen with a I don't know a, a tank full of little tiny geckos or some frogs or something like that. Um, well, you guys saw the photo of my nephew with the the green tree. That oh, was absolutely fantastic. That was. He's he's gone. He was calling them and knocking <laughs> on the tank to get them out. I was like, right, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, okay, so let's talk about. Obviously, you've you've um you you've, well, you've got a very heavy heavily gravid female, I think, at the moment. Um, or, or was, have, have we laid yet? No. So I've I've got this. We've got the female that's laid. Um, and then I've got the Bayak who is scaring the absolute shit out of all my males. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the pair I really wanted to do with her was an Aru Bayak male that I got for Gary Copplestone. Um, he's got so much white in him, and he, he's a decent size. And he's, he's I'll just say it, he's got fanny fright. <laughs> uh, I might have a gay snake. Um. <laughs> well, do you know what you say that? But I, um, I did have a snake who was just a little bit, probably a year too young, and she was all over him. And it was like watching um, an older, 
a, a larger older lady chasing a young stud round Blackpool, and he was he was he was he was, he was he, everywhere she went, he was laying all over him. Do you know he, he was he was uh, having none of it. I've not named any of my snakes, but I might need to call her Cougar. <laughs> um, so I tried, I tried him, um, and no, not interested. Um, he was just, he actually grounded himself, so I was like, right, okay, whipped him out, put him back in the tank, and I've tried the Aroo Sarong that I paired with the other one. Um, but when I paired them, put him in the tank, straight to it, locked. Only ever seen one lock, and then after that, he was across the opposite side of the tank. It was very much a hump and dump. Wow. It was a quickie, as my wife yeah. says. <laughs> I'd been off food, off food for a couple of months, and been really picky, like to have the odd small meal. Um, put, her in, put him in with her. Um, they locked one night, other side of the tank. Put him back into another tank, it's absolutely ham and food. So he's, he's, yeah, he's definitely not a repeater. <laughs> right, okay, so... <laughs> dear, oh dear. I put the... It's already going that way, isn't it? It's already going that way. <laughs> this is what happens when you keep me waiting for an hour and I'm sinking beers. <laughs> okay, so obviously before you start drinking anymore, um, let's get some information out of you. Um, how did how did you go about cycling your animals for breeding? <clears throat> right, I'm going to say this, and the control keepers are going to hate me for it. I think people are too stringent with their animals um, like you've got to have it at 30 degrees and you've got to cool it to 26 degrees or 24 degrees for so many hours I took I took him out of his tank, I put him in a rub and I put the rub on top of the tanks without any heating and it's that he likes it cooler anyway um, he, he'll go off his food if it's any higher than 28 um, so he sits about 28 and I actually come down to about 23 for a couple of weeks, um, no issues at all. We put them in, bam, done the job. Okay, that so, seems very right. simple. I, I lowered the female a few degrees, uh, cycled her a little bit, um, and they were. Ju- uh, to be fair, I was quite lucky with the timing as well, because it was a new female. We've only had her for about a year, um, but it done the trick. The biats are different, a different kettle of fish. <laughs> She's never been cycled, so it might be next year before she takes. And also, they tend to go a little bit later in the season. Um, so I've been keeping a little eye on what's going on. Hopefully, she'll give it up. When I put the Vinsky in with her, they were very close. It looked like the had just finished. So I'll just have to keep an eye on her over the next few weeks and see what's happening. She actually refused her first ever feed with me. Although she was in shed, um, she's never refused a feed, ever. <laughs> And, that's, and that's, for... usually, that's usually a good sign, isn't it, when they, yeah. they, they refuse a, a feed? Yeah, with that other female, she went, I paired them in October, and she, October 18th, I paired them, and she went off her food immediately. Um, and she was by the book, clockwork, everything, follicles, ovulation, uh, pre-lay shed, uh, cleared herself out, and then into the nest box. Right. So she was, that's... I couldn't have asked for a better animal. Yeah, absolutely. Telling you, talking about sort of like telling you all the right signs at the right times, which is yeah, which is I great, mean, especially with your first one. So, some people will cringe. Um, Sorry. What? What's he done now? Mike. 
Michael. <laughs> I don't know. Car- carry on. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm dropping in and out. I'm having major problems tonight with my internet. Well, okay. That's, that's a couple of five pound notes, is it not? Ah, oh, <laughs> you're exactly right. Yes, it is. Do you know what? I've just realised as well. Lisa, uh, for a Scottish girl, you don't swear a lot, and that's never good for us. <laughs> it's, it's because I've got my phone voice on. This is my posh voice. <laughs> can, we, can we hear your normal voice? I, I, can't, I can't actually do it. I'm on the phone. I automatically start speaking a little, if we a little st- more English. If we start being really offensive, will it come out? Um, I'm never going to be <laughs> offensive to Lisa. She's a lovely girl. Can I can I just say right, just just quickly, you know what we was talking about, sort of like pairing animals up, and you just it just happens when you're watching them. I looked over just, and I know I've, I've had a lock out of them. Uh, they've been locked up um, before uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then I've I've separated them, and then tonight my Darwin's are literally they're looking at each other through sort of like the melamine. <laughs> They're locked together at, at, at the glass. And I've literally, whilst I've been on the phone just doing this podcast, I've literally opened one and another. Opened one door and the other, and the mail's just gone straight in. And it, I, I should imagine he'll be locked up before the end of this podcast. You know, you know what? You can do one, right? So I, <laughs> I've got two white lips on top of each other, curled up <laughs> with each other, and I can't see. where the, the, the tails are in the middle of the coil. I couldn't tell you whether they are locked up or not, but what I can confirm is that they've been that they, they've been there since about six o'clock this morning. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm afraid to go anywhere near them because if they are locked up, I don't want to interrupt them. Um, but I don't know, and they're both looking at me, mocking me. <laughs> with the green trees, it was more. I've got instinct with them. Um, she was acting a little bit different. He was off his food, and I thought, oh, bugger it. So well, I'm going to wait till next year. That's yeah. the thing as well. So no, normally I'm sitting here, and the, the white lips are the closest vivariums to the desk. And they were all in a typical ve- defence kind of like S. And that they're locked on me all night, and they, they do not move. They are in the far side of the viv, and they don't care that I'm in the room. Um... So it's just very strange. I, I I do think they are locked up, but I I can't I can't see it to confirm it. Um, yeah, I hope they are. Um, <laughs> just 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 touching on what Lisa said then, and she's absolutely right. Um, you just seen a few differences in your snakes. You hadn't been through it before, but you knew there was acting slightly different. That's just knowing your animals and realising they're just acting a little bit different. Sometimes that's the best time just to, just to act, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was sending Ryan pictures and I was like, oh, they've, they've definitely locked one. So I think this is follicle development and that. Now, Ryan's got no concept of time. And he's like, you're, t- you're, t- you're, t- you're talking shite. They've only, they've only been in together for about three days. I went, Ryan, that's been three weeks. He's like, oh. Yes. And it, it wasn't until... Um, probably a couple of weeks before she was due to lay, I, I, I took a, a picture and he's like, no, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah, I know <laughs> She's, Yeah, yeah, you do know. You do know, definitely. Fantastic. Okay, so obviously you, you do a, little, a slight little bit of calling with your slightly unorthodox way of doing it. Um, do you do any form of lighting or feeding cycles with that as well? Or? Uh, I, I didn't with them, not really. Um 
that was unorthodox. They were acting a bit, a bit different. I thought, oh, I'm going to put them in together. It was a bit, you know, on a whim. Um, whereas the Bayak, I'm pushing her quite hard to see if she'll cycle. So I've just lowered it an extra two degrees at night. Um, went from a 10 hour and I'm now up about 13 hours. And to be honest, all I've done is pull up the weather app on my phone and see what's going on in Bayak. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! That's a good place. Um, I mean, everybody freaks out like, "Oh, you, a green tree's on the ground! Oh my God, it's going to die!" Well, actually, in the wild, they'll come down to probably about knee height to grab any rodents going by. Yeah. Um, they're not going to sit there on a Saturday night, going at ten o'clock, looking at their watch, going, "Where's my bloody meal?" You know. <laughs> <they're> not... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It comes by when it comes by, doesn't I it? Mean, I, I've seen. <sighs> There's people obsess over it, like twenty one oh two green tree python done a shit. Twenty two oh three it went back on its perch. I'm like, oh my god, just enjoy the animal for what it is. Yeah, yeah definitely. If, yeah. If you're checking on your animals, you're spending time with them. You'll see the differences, and you'll know in the right time. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um. Question for you. When it comes to feeding uh, chondros, uh, obviously, I think. From what I've gathered, the smaller food items are preferred. Um, so, what kind of prey items are you offering, and how often are you feeding? <laughs> Lisa's going to go out and load of rubbish. Yeah, feeding, they, they, I'm they, um, feeding my large rats, and she's yeah, gonna... <laughs> yeah. I think people because of the risky prolapse and that. Now, obviously, they can prolapse. If you give a a, a neo a, a baby green tree python a large mouse, it is going to cause issues. Um. But most of it is hydration. If they're drinking, um, now I've got a couple of chondros that will come down and they'll drink for the bowl, no problem. They'll actually, if I go in with the water bowl, they'll drink for it with me holding it because um, they're lazy. <laughs> I've got two that prefer to drink off their coils. So you spray them and they'll drink off their coils and you'll see them going around other coils drinking it. Along with their hydrate, as far as I'm concerned, and I am not giving it a massive, massive meal. They should be fine. Um, I moved my babies up to fluffs as soon as I could because pinks haven't got a lot of uh, bone density or anything in them. Moved them up to fluffs and I wasn't shy moving them up prey items, to be honest. Um, my biat girl, she's probably about just over a kilo and she's on medium rats. Maybe every three, four weeks. Okay. Um, Again, it goes back to, I know we're keeping them and it's the perfect conditions and what can you do for them, but I'm not going to be one of these people that weigh out a food item. I mean, if, if she didn't eat that, I'd probably get some other female, even though she'd normally get, like, maybe two XL mice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt. Um, Spot on. I think, I think the most important thing, though, is anybody that's looking to get them is to get good captive bred animals. And in that way... All the guys that I know that, that keep the animals, like Malcolm Dix, uh, Gary Elliott, um, Gary Copplestone, they'll support you, they'll help you through it. I mean, I still speak to Gary and Malcolm um, now. We talk qu- quite often. Um, I went from buying the snakes off Gary Copplestone and Malcolm to breeding them. Um, and they're still giving me support. I mean, Mal- Malcolm said when I got the eggs, if there's any issues at all, day or night, just give me a phone. Yeah, and that's that's the sign of a good breeder that he's so yeah. he's he's he sold you some of his snakes and like you say, 
he's talking you through the process of you breeding your own, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, food, food items. It's just I don't think it's any different for the chondros um, to any other snake. To be honest, I keep I keep referring to them chondros. There's going to be people going off their tits because obviously they're. Uh, Morelia viridis. <laughs> yes. No, it's it, it's a chondro python. Um, yeah. That that that's what it is. Um, I think a lot of people again across across Europe as well. A lot of the Europeans and um, they refer to them as, as chondros as well. So. Yeah. Um, and if people are going to start getting a bit uh, inty and itchy in the pants over a name, um, then they just need to shut up. The, the only name you can moan about is ball python. It's not a ball python. Oh, <laughs> Um, okay, so there's, there's going to be a week you don't mention this. <laughs> you start getting fined for that. Just so you're aware, just so that you're aware that I make the rules, not not right. you. So it, it, it's not a fine, <laughs> not yet anyway. Well, I think it's I I think it's a fantastic idea to uh, <laughs> to, to find people for calling and ball pipes. Yeah, and you know the next guest up until carpet fest are going to be Americans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you touched a little bit on there with hydration and spraying the animals down today. Yeah. Drink off the coils. Oh, I do apologise. Oh, oh, there's just oh. I need to open a window. There's just no oxygen <laughs> in this room. Um, so. Again, this is something that a lot of people argue about with 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 green tree pythons and chondros. Spraying them. Yeah. Do Do you find you need to or? No, no, not at all. Do you? By you... the sound of it, you spray some of them just so so they can drink off the yeah, coils. Yeah, I mean, you get when you're watching them, you can see if they. I, I can give them fresh water every day, but green trees are lazy. They will sit on a branch all day, coiled up, not move. And then at night, all they'll do is swing their head down and drop it down and start luring for some prey. They, they won't move. <laughs> yeah. So you can spray them and it, it sort of gets them going, gets them moving a little bit and the pass laced. Um, but really, most of the time I don't have to. Um, as long as they've got the fresh water and they're drinking, if I can look at an animal and you're like, that's looking a little bit dehydrated, it's a little bit, got a little bit of crease, I'll, get, I'll give them a spray down. Um, yeah. I've only got two animals that are like that. That's super lazy. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter what I do, how much coverage I put in, what temperatures I put them at, size of perches, they are just lazy. I've I've got to admit, when I had the Helmer Harris Club, probably the Tracy Eye, um, he he would never drink from a water bowl, and I would literally have to come in every day or every other day and spray him down. Uh, he yeah. just he just wasn't interested in in in. But as you know, he did move. He moved around quite a lot. Um, but after being a wild caught animal, um, he probably didn't know what a ceramic water bowl was. Um, <laughs> you know, and he's you know in the wild, he'd probably drink off his coils. Yeah. Uh, when it rained upon him, so I think ev- eventually, I think maybe, um, the the animal belongs to someone else now. But um, maybe one day he'll learn how to use a water bowl. Who knows? <laughs> um, okay, so. What kind of accroaches, apparently, pretty hell, what kind of enclosures... It's not like you to get your words mixed up. (laughs) What kind of enclosures are you using and what sizes? Uh, So I've got Vivtex at the moment, uh, and they're two foot by two foot cubes. Um, I've got a couple of larger ones coming um, that I've bought, and they'll be for the larger females and for breeding. Mm. Um, so they're 
Well, okay, and do you find that the the the, the uh, PVC or the plastic enclosures help keep that humidity? Do you feel if you was keeping in a melamine viv that you would have to spray, maybe, or um, do you think the enclosures prevent you from having to do that? It's I'm quite OCD with things, so it's more a cleanliness thing with me. The fact that there's nowhere that can absorb the mess and they can just wipe down. Um, but the humidity will hold really good. Um, okay. There's vent, vents fitted to the back and obviously you can open them or close them however you need just to adjust it. But if I, if I spray um, one of the green trees and I can leave it two days and you'll still see little bits of water in there. It's wow. quite funny that is because you're not the first OCD guest we've had on and he said exactly the same. He says, <laughs> I've got plastic I've got plastic vibs so I can steam clean them because the smell really annoys me. Yeah, I can't yeah. get them absolutely <laughs> clean. <laughs> okay, and what what are you using for substrates? <laughs> I'm actually using puppy pads. Okay, I've I've heard that before for yeah, the the set, the ones that I've got from, I'm not going to say the store name, but it starts with a B and ends with an M. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they sell 100 packs and they fit exactly in the bottom of the two tubes, like exactly. Um, so that satisfies my OCD and also they absorb the smell. <laughs> just, just because it's that perfect fit. Yeah, it's really satisfying when you change them. Just I'd really love easy. to have seen your face the first time you put one in and just oh, went, I'm so oh. happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I found that they, they keep, because at the moment they're in the house, um, they're actually in my Xbox, like the snug area, and they fit perfectly into an alcove. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably about a centimetre either side of them. Um, <laughs> we're saying we're getting a good feel of what you like as a person. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the you can have that alcove, you can put in it whatever you want. I think most, well, we know some keepers that would go, I could fit a rack with 100 snakes in there, and I'm like, I'll have six big tanks with green trees yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. But, yeah, it, the, the puppy pads keep the smell down, and also I have heard in the past, because they're such aggressive feeders, well, some of them are, um, they don't get any substrate in their mouth or that. Um just because I don't want to stress them out getting that back out. I mean, by the sound of it, you're doing things, some of the things you're doing are a little bit different, but there's, and we keep on saying this on the podcast, there's no right, there's there's a million right ways to do it, should I say. There is wrong ways to do it, but there's, there, 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 there's lots of right ways to do it. So if you've been successful, your animals are in fantastic care. Um, they're feeding, they're eating, they're, they're, they're breeding. Uh, I've saw the con- I've seen the condition of them and the tanks. It's uh, and then it's credit to you that you're trying a few things that are a little bit different away from the norm. But if you're successful, it's people like yourself, Lisa, that when you're successful doing things a little bit different, other people start to go, "Oh, I'll try that," yeah, and then def- all of a sudden it definitely. catches on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we... Sorry, carry on. The other thing I've done as well is um, I've changed racks around as well. I was having a think about because I used the racks for the carpet pythons uh, and I went smaller with my tubs um, for establishing the nails. Um, most of our keepers, they're, they're brilliant breeders. Um, obviously, I'm new to this. It's my first year. Um, it's maybe not the best time to trial stuff, but in for a penny and for a pound. 
um, three litre and five litre tubs. Now I went for I think it's one point three litre tubs, uh, with a little perch perches in it. So I'm yeah. hoping that the little the extra bit of security will, will help them get established yeah. and get feeding. If if the hatch puts wood. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, that, and that is something that sometimes you have to look at, don't you? Sometimes if you put a, a small animal in a large enclosure, it can have a bit of a, an effect on their on their feeding. And and if you do drop the uh, the enclosure down in size to make them feel a little bit more secure, I mean we say put extra hides in and this that and the other, but if that doesn't work, you know just drop it down. Um, I know when I had my hatchlings, um, I was told, do you know what? Just that you know they're in sort of like little plastic tubs. Um, drop them down even smaller, so it's literally just your your, your little yeah. pinkies in there with the snake, and it's a really small with a bit of. Uh, tissue paper in there and, and try that yeah i think you just got to, if you're logical you've got common sense you you, you should be all right with animals um yeah that goes for any species i think you've just got to think it over and not rush in yeah is, absolutely definitely. and don't think one size fits all it, it helps me having ryan and the guys online i can bat ideas off and see what they think as well I think that's probably been key, the, the the key to your success. If I'm honest with you, Lisa, I'll just having the right people, up, yeah. having mean, the right people around you. I mean, I'm not taking any credit away from you, but uh, you know, it's early days yet. But from what you've told me, you know, you you you've got some of your own ideas, but just having that little bit of support, and it does it makes you feel a little bit more confident. You know, if you can just speak to somebody and go, look, I'm 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 doing this, just running it by them, and they go, yeah, do you know what? Give that a go. You go, yeah, okay. You do feel yeah. feel more confident doing it. I mean, I'm quite open. If anybody messages me, I, I actually say up my page as well that I'm a hobbyist. I'm I'm not an expert. I've not spent hours and ends reading books, researching um, where specifically green trees come from. I've I've not done loads of research. I've done it so it's enjoyable for me. Yeah. But if somebody comes and asks me help, I'll offer them what I can, and if. I'm not the person for it. I'll point them in the right direction. Definitely. I think, I think Lisa, the, the the most important thing you you could say to somebody who was sort of like in your situation, going back a few years, is, you know, if you want to go down this route, um, the 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 fundamental part of it is make sure you've got a bit of a sort of like a security blanket, and yeah. and you've got people that you can talk to if things are, are changing. You can ask their advice, and they can say. This is this is the norm, or no, that's a little bit that you know that shouldn't be happening, and you can react either way. I, I usually get off Ryan. Why are you asking me? You're going to do what you want anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you've, you at least you feel better in yourself because you've run it past somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried to get Ryan on with me tonight, but he's he's shy. <laughs> he's he's a shy guy, isn't it? But. Do you, want to, do you want to talk a little bit about Ryan and and how long he's been involved in 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 the in the hobby and what he oh, does? He, as old as the hills, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He'll love you for that, won't he? <laughs> he will. He will. To be fair, um, we were at Doncaster one year and they went up to a table and the guy had a trio of um, arms. A pair that was possible uh, head leopard and a leopard male, and I wanted the leopard male. So we start at haggling with the guy as you do. It's the end of the yeah. show. Right? We'll take instead of taking the two, we'll take the three of them. How much? And the guy turned round and he went, 
Oh, ja tāds gits, ja. Rai zunga, kā pa jūs jūtu ar mēs. Jā, jā, jūs krāj hērā, jūs mēs. Jā. 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 Yeah. It was who you knew. Um, he kept all of the milks and the rats, uh, king snakes, garters. He's, he's actually, if you look at what he's bred, he's bred pretty much everything, but he couldn't get the, he, he's going to hate me for this, he couldn't get the green trees to breed. <laughs> Do you know what though? He's probably loving the fact that you you bred. Yeah, because, yeah. Because he can sort of like shine in your glory a little bit and go, yeah. Well, I I guided her to be honest, Ryan has told me off and he's like, this is absolutely nothing to do with me because you've done it off your own back and it wasn't until mm. after the lock you told me. Ah, uh, that's brilliant. Absolutely nothing. He went, I'm taking no credit. And he went, if you go on that podcast and say anything about that, he went, I will kick your ass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of that, he's, he's, I've, I've got quite a, and my cast as well, we share the same friends and, you know, there's some really good people around and it is you know, the advice, you know, we we were around his house doing a podcast the other week and he was, he was twitching. He, he kept looking at those Darwins and he was like, oh, I want to put them together, but I'm not quite sure. And I just put Mike, put them together. And <laughs> but, but we did, didn't we? And what, within, yeah, yeah. within what, 15 minutes they were locked up? Yeah, they were locked up. You yeah. know, and it stopped with, with the white lips. If it wasn't for Zach and Luke, I wouldn't be doing them now. You know, they pushed me into it. And I think we... Sometimes we have this little lack of confidence. That, you know what? I'll just try next year. And that's and that... all it is, isn't it? It's it's you know what you're gonna do, but you feel better if you're just gonna run it past somebody. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, so, it's, it's you know definitely. sorry, sorry guys. You know when I said I've just opened both the uh, both the tanks up and because uh, I was squared up. The females ended up going into the males' tank, and I've never had that before. So I'm watching them going, "Oh God, what's going to happen tonight?" But it's just, I've given the option. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, um, Something I did want to ask as well. Obviously, you're using puppy pads at the moment for your substrate. Yeah. Have Have you used any form of like wood chip or orchid yeah, bark before? Yeah, cypress mulch. Um... I've done cypress mulch and Ryan was using cypress mulch and orchard bark mixed in together, which was quite good. Uh, I've used that. I, it just it depends on what the species is, really. I mean, when I had the white lips, they were on um, a mix of like sort of jungle bedding with some bark, and I dr- it, it totally depends what you've got. I mean, I'm not I'm... one of these guys that's saying you, you, you can't put a beard on sand because it'll die in action. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm using Troppy Bed or Troppy Chip at the moment, which is basically cocoa husk. Um, but normally the cocoa husk pro- products is more the actual chip itself, the shell. Whereas there's a lot of husk and a lot of kind of like fluff with this substrate. Yeah, it's more um, fibre, isn't it? Yeah, and I've only been using it for a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm literally a spray a spray down once a week. You know, I've got white lips and Bismarcks and a few carpets and. Literally, I'm spraying once a week, and that's it. Now, I I didn't. The last time I sprayed was on sun, we recorded the podcast Sunday. Was it? Whatever it was. It was 
sometime on the weekend. Um, and I've still got mist or condensation on the glass. Yeah, um, so... you know, it, you know, it does work really well. Um, yeah. but I mean, it's it's cleaning. It's a pain in the backside. <laughs> you I mean, can I'm put not... anything in with carpet, so can't you? Know, newspaper, anything, <laughs> and they'll and they'll be fine. We got enough. We got enough hydration in this country. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, uh, that, so... Looking at the weather up because the pressure's dropped here. It's, it's, it's to be then low under 9.50 or something tonight so I was like oh maybe tonight I'll get a, a couple of parents yeah. um, but it's 93% humidity <laughs> is it? yeah that's, I'm sorry 93% that's in your tank? no no that's just um, in the air up here but obviously that my window wow. and stuff's open yeah. I mean, I'll screenshot see, it and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, that's why... I mean, I always say, as an average in, this, in the UK, it's sort of like 65. Yeah, in Scotland, it rains more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. True. <laughs> the humidity's so high because it's always raining. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What, what app do you use for the, the outside pressure, normally? Just the the, the one on Apple. Um, if you go, it'll tell you, obviously, if you scroll right down to the bottom, it'll tell you the pressure. I use, I use Android. I'm just quickly looking. I've got humidity is eighty one percent. Um I've got no I've got no pressure. Uh what's mine at? So I'm at it's been at eighty seven percent humidity and it's uh, nine nine six whatever pressure's measured in. <laughs> yeah, I see. So I mean, and, and pressure, we've spoke about this before, that's quite a big part to play when it comes to breathing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I've never ever thought of checking like, the Met Office for um, for, for, for pressures. I, I don't even know why I've not done that before. Um, hmm, I'll have a play with that later. Um, yeah, but... It's because you haven't got an Apple phone, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, well, I've, I've got enough <laughs> Apple now. Yeah. Hey, I'm not being funny, right? But I, I was <laughs> Apple for years, and I'm, I wanted the new, the new one. And now um, you think you're better than everybody else. I'm, I'm not being funny. I've got, I've got a Huawei, and it's, it's, it's got the best camera on it ever. Oh uh, yeah, my sister's got that. It's an amazing camera. Yeah, if it didn't have the camera on it, and if it wasn't as good, the camera, I'd hate it. Do you know what? We use the cameras on our phones more than we use the phone itself, don't we? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we do, if you think about it. Okay, so I think we've been going on for nearly an hour um, now, so I just want to push a bit forward. We, um, we haven't. We've been going for nearly two hours, but because of the stupid uh, Virgin Media technical difficulties, <laughs> I've been having... <laughs> dear, oh dear. Recorded, okay, so, um, going hour. back to the, the substrate that you were talking about, though, yeah. um, I'm thinking about what I want in this garage once I, I kit it out, and I want a pair of scrubs. Right, okay, so that was actually oh. that was actually my next question. I was going to say, what are your future plans? <laughs> so I've been looking at the scrubs. I looked at them a few years ago, um, but obviously getting back into the hobby, I was like, stick with the green trees. Um, but they keep coming up on my feed. That's yeah, like, and, and like, our podcast as well. Yeah, it's a all messaging. <laughs> Um, so I'm thinking that I'd like a pair, but in quite large tanks, nice display tanks with sort of natural looking like a slice of the, the jungle almost. Um, mm. or, uh, that would be nice. Um, so I'm after. I, I don't know what I'm going to settle on. Probably what the hardest to get hold of. 
there, there, there's a few nice uh, scrub species out there, and uh, yeah, we was talking to uh, to Scott Borden last week, and uh, he's and he's got these Malukans, hasn't he? Which, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, they are beautiful. The Malukans are just amazing, but obviously they have to get oldie. Yeah. See, see, the the only experience I've had with tannin bars um, was it's only the the one pair pair, but they were absolutely disgusting. They made my white lips look like corn snakes. Um, Honestly, uh, they Zach and Luke. They they were horrible. They're they're probably six and a half, seven foot. They were just like pieces of spaghetti. There's nothing to them. Um, but they were just horrible. You know, you couldn't get anywhere near the enclosure. As soon as you opened that glass, they were out. Um, but but is that something like what Scott was saying last week? Because you, you've got to give them time because they've got such a high food response on them um, that you've just got to give them time to switch out of that, do you think? I, I, I don't know with these, to be honest. Um, they, they weren't my animals. Um, but, you know, I know, I, but I around and your I'd... animals, Hoss, but if, if you're around any animal... It wants to bite you. <laughs> oh, there, is, there is, there is that. Um, yeah, no comment. Um, is there, is there anything else that you'd like to work with in the future? You know, I'm after a period of mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I actually missed out on a pair the other day by Addy, and uh, I was pretty pissed off. But looking back at them, they weren't weren't a textbook example that you'd want as a. a in a small collection, you know, if you're going to keep a small collection, you want it to look amazing. So yeah. I put the feelers out. I've spoke to a, a few guys that I know that are breeding them in Europe, and hopefully they'll come good this year. Um, and I'll hopefully get a pair. If you do get a pair and you need some advice, we know just the man who can talk you through the uh, the breeding process. Oh he's, yeah, uh, no, he's he's hoarding them, he's, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a disgusting person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sore about that that uh, that whole thing. Um, well, we're going up there, aren't we, Hoss, in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we with a ba- baseball uh, bat, banaclava in a bag. Hoss, <laughs> <laughs> you can't say things like that. Do, do, do you need a drink? Look, the bloke who runs the centre doesn't listen to the podcast. He'll oh, never I know. Care. I don't care. If anything happens, if there's a... If there's two guys running in there and they jump on the back of a motorbike <laughs> and there's three <laughs> riding off into the sunset, then they'll go with us. At the moment, I've not thought about anything else. Um, I'm quite lucky because I have got Ryan as a best mate, so if I want to see something different, I can just go into his reptile room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got like the grey bands, the Russian rats, ladders, the chain kings, southern pines, uh, Amazon tree boa. Um, obviously, Easton has got the spotted pythons that I wanted. Yeah. It sounds and, like you've got a really good relationship and he's a good mate to have. Oh, yeah, we're, like, we're best mates, definitely. I mean, yeah. we can. We can bitch about the weather right down to snake chat. I'm gutted you couldn't get him on the on the podcast tonight. So what, what uh, we'll do is when when it's carpet fest, we'll get him drunk, um, and we'll just start interviewing him there and then. Yeah. We'll get it recorded. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know because me and Ryan have got like um, we've got a drunk personalities. He's Hank and I'm Harriet because we can get quite leery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll fit right in. So if you want a proper cut and dry, this is how it should be. And having a rant, 
people in the hobby, that's us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, get that, we'll get that recorded now. You say like that a Scottish well. Jeremy Kyle. Oh, God. I can't think of anything worse. But <laughs> oh. well, anyways, I think it's about time we start wrapping up. Um, thank you for coming on to the show. I do apologise about Mike's technical dif- difficulties. And thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, um, no problem. For everyone listening again, thank you for tuning in. Um, Carpet Fest tickets and merchandise are available from reptileandchill.bigcartel.com. If you do want to donate towards mental health, it is justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash reptileandchill.com. If you are on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, all you need to do is type in reptileandchill.com. Um, I really need to record this so I don't have to repeat it every single week. You do, over and you, over do it again. So, you do it so well, though, man. I, I, I know, it's, just, it's just 21 episodes in, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, also, please check out our sponsor, Blood Ball Reptiles. They're an absolutely amazing company. If you are into sustainable reptile products and frozen food, then they are definitely people to get in touch with. Apart from that, we apologise for Danny Wells' absence. Um, he will be back Love with you, us. Danny. Yeah, we do miss you, mate. He will be back with us as soon as the Norfolk people sort his internet out. Um, Lisa, thanks for coming on the show, and good night. Good night. Good night.